previously on Many Realms. Do you see a siren standing there? Mateo, we have to go now. Felix? Uh, Mateo, you have to understand, I, as soon as I saw you, I did nothing else but try to find you. No, it took you long enough. Hemlock's wards are way too... I couldn't get any closer than that. And then there was all this bear stuff. Selway brought me here. I've been living here ever since, and I studied under her. That is the key to Yulikhan's manor. Maybe you and your friends will find this helpful. Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing Juniper, and it is sparkling to be here. My name is Jillian. I play Anisha. It's divine to be here. My name is Eli. I play Olivet, and it's roly-poly to be here. Hi, my name is Jordan. I play Mateo, and this Sunday, Sunday night, it's good to be here. Hello, listeners. I'm Jesse. I'm your DM, and if you're looking for a love connection, you've come to the wrong place. This is a D&D podcast. Welcome to Many Realms. Mateo can each claim 100 experience points for the uh, destruction of that sweet brown bear. Juniper can claim an extra 50 for completing my mysterious garden vegetable riddle. All of it gets 10 experience points for pushing Felix into the moon pool. Yeah! <laughs> Counts as armed conflict. The next morning dawns windy and cold. The pale, luminous koi circle restlessly in their pond as the breeze ripples the surface of the water. The moon pool lies dormant and still under an overcast sky. In Selway's house, you all awake to decide what to do for the day. Anisha looks over at Juniper to make sure she's okay since she was horribly bloodied a whole lot uh, the previous day. Juniper, are you feeling better this morning? I'm feeling better, you know. Uh, I got mauled by a bear twice yesterday, so a little, little shaky. Broody Olivet is waiting for us to friggin' leave already. I am um, brutally chopping wood. Chopping wood? <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you, Olivet. Yeah, you can talk to me. I'm chopping wood. Um, Why? <laughs> Just because. That's how I pass the time. <laughs> I kind of come up to you and I'm kind of like, hey, you know, last night that was... That was pretty cool of you, I guess. It was pretty cool. It's no, no problem, Mateo. Why don't you go talk to Felix? Yeah, yeah, sure. I walk away and I kind of turn, kind of turn my head a bit and holler back. It was really cool. Really cool. Olivet is a little bit happy, but only a little bit. Nice. Do you want to go and talk to Felix, Mateo? Uh, I mean. We're just like all waking up right now. Yeah, it's just the start of the day. Um, he hasn't made an appearance yet. No, like I'm probably okay. Like it's kind of more of I think after last night, it's like obviously I'm pretty peeved and everything. But at the end of the day, it's like you know, blood is blood, brother is brother. Like I'm not gonna. It's gonna take some time to work through. But I'm not gonna be like I'm mad at you again forever, even though we're about to leave. So it's kind of just he he can have his time. And when we go to depart, I'll probably you know actually that'll be the time that pull him aside and say bye. Sure. 
Um, any other preparations, conversations, declarations, invocations? Anisha wants to talk to Felix. Okay, you being the first person to actually go and seek out Felix, you find him in the kitchen. He is asleep in the chair that he was sitting in when y'all ate your stew last night. And on the kitchen table is a huge stack of presents in white paper boxes tied with golden ribbons, at least a dozen, if not more, that kind of tower over this tiny kitchen table. And Felix is snoring away in his chair. It goes. (sighs) Anisha, in their signature way, puts one hand on his shoulder, gently taps. His eyes flutter open and he says, Oh, uh, uh, um, oh, hi. Uh, uh, Good morning. Um, Good morning. Uh, he looks uh, wrecked. He has huge bags under his eyes. There's drool dribbling down the corner of his mouth, and he just looks super, like, kind of tired and totally out of it. Did you sleep much last night? I can't imagine this chair was particularly comfortable. Well, I kind of do a lot of um, night shift stuff with the moon pool, right? So I tend to sleep during the day, uh, or at least the early morning. And, uh, well, I just wanted to... I didn't know what time you guys were going to leave, so I wanted to make sure if you were going to take anything with you that... um. And he gestures over to the presence and says that he just had everything ready for you. Are you guys going to leave soon? I feel I feel like uh, Olivet is pretty anxious to leave, but I was thinking about what you were saying yesterday about the the value of being an apprentice. And as somebody who has apprentices in in Tower Hill, I was thinking about the future. And then when we get the candle back, and maybe I hadn't uh, really left the tower uh, in a really long time. And uh, I've, I've been learning a lot since I left and more, more than uh, my, my master could have ever taught me. And uh, it's been really valuable. So I was wondering maybe if in the future we, we could have some kind of like partnership and, and apprentices should go out and learn more about the world and not just from one person, but from many people. He uh, thinks it over and he smiles to himself, a little, a little shy half smile, and he says, yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd be pretty cool, right? I I know exactly how you feel. Since Selway died, I pretty much haven't, like, physically set foot out of this house. I mean, I've been, honestly, really lonely. No one wants to talk to sirens. They just scream and run away. And Selway made me promise that I'd never reveal where this house was or, or what we were doing here. And <laughs> I haven't had a boyfriend since Tower Hill anyway. It's been a long year. And it would be nice if I could count on some visitors now and again. I don't know about teaching people magic. I'm sort of a baby wizard as far as it goes. But um, I guess, well, no one's ever fully prepared to teach anyway, right? You just sort of fall into it, I think. I suppose. And I mean, people don't necessarily have to learn how to do magic. But even having a basic understanding of what magic is and how it works and there are different kinds I'm coming to realize and because I don't know anything about magic sometimes it's really hard to uh, explain things and I kind of just always believed in the candle and Yulikon at you know based on the story that was told to me and I didn't really think much about it and yeah I've I've just been thinking about how there's so much more to everything uh, than than I thought yeah it kind of feels like the more power you have in the world the more you feel the need to keep it secret i mean selway was a total recluse she didn't want anyone to know where she lived what she was doing or whether or not she was even still alive like and she told me 
you know, sparsely when I could get it out of her that she didn't want to feel like people were always going to rely on her and chase her down and beg her for her help day in, day out. She wanted to have a, a life of hers that she could lead. And I think to her that meant a little bit of privacy. I don't think she was like Ulicon in that way. I think Ulicon really liked all the attention, right? I mean, he built a fucking giant tower in this village next to his house so Hoven could stare at it and think about how great he was. And Selway sort of stayed hidden and, and watched in her own way instead of making something to be watched. Absolutely. And yeah, it's like knowledge. Knowledge shouldn't be a secret. That's that's not how that should work. I don't know. I think I think we should be sharing more. People didn't share much with me partially because I didn't really seek it out. So I, I just felt so disadvantaged by that. And I, I don't want other people to feel the same way. I understand. Tell you what, once this whole mess with the candle is sorted out, I'll find you guys, I'll get in touch with you, and we'll talk about this. We'll we'll make a plan. Excellent. He smiles at you once again, and he says, um, who wants presents? I don't think anyone's ever given me a present. <laughs> well, not not in the last 30 years anyway. <laughs> then I'd say you're long overdue. Get Get the rest of them in here. Okay, okay. I gather everyone. Sure. You uh, all enter the kitchen to see Felix sleepily rubbing his eyes, standing next to this big table uh, laden down with presents. And he looks at you, Mateo, and he says, Happy birthday, Mateo. All these are for me? No, that's fucking crazy. Uh, oh. A lot of them are for you, though. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Wait, let's, let's start at the beginning. Sorry, I kind of get ahead of myself sometimes. Um... Okay, I've got, uh, let's see, one of these for everybody. And he picks up four identical-looking um, presents and hands them to Juniper, Anisha, Olivet, and Mateo. Do you open them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, inside each of these, they're sort of long, tall, oblong boxes. And inside are drake fruit that have been kind of grown... You know when they put like the molds on the apples to make them look like Buddha or whatever? They've sort of been grown into the shape of lanterns and their stems have been wrapped in sturdy uh, wire to make little loops so they can hang from a belt or a hook. And uh, he says, I can't believe how much of you went so far in the thicket without a reliable light source. So let's get this out of the way first and foremost. Thank you, Felix. No problem. I mean, hey, they, they grow everywhere, right? Um. Okay, who wants to go first? I think Mateo should go first. Yeah? Sure. Okay. He has a huge stack of presents for you. There are five presents for Mateo. Whoa! He says, I've, I've got a lot of making up to do, I guess. So we can start here. Okay, I start tearing them open. Sure. In one of the boxes, the first one, probably the biggest one, there is a long polished leather sheath and inside that sheath is a plus one rapier. Whoa. Yeah, I found it in the basement. Selway honestly had so much cool, ridiculous magical junk that she never used because she never left her house. So um, I found a lot of good stuff. Keep going. So sorry, he's re-gifting. <laughs> well, I didn't have time to go to the store <laughs> last night. Uh, yeah, I keep going. In one of them is a handsome silken green cloak with threads of silver and gold uh, woven in it. 
and it's a cloak of elven kind that gives you advantage on stealth checks to stay hidden. So what does that look like to me? Just a cool cloak right now? Yeah. Well, he can. He explains to you what it does. Oh. He's not going to be like, take this magic item and I won't tell you what it does. This is amazing. You're not even halfway through, man. I've never... This is the nicest piece of clothing I've ever owned. There's not even any holes. Look at it. I know. You look a mess, and I wanted to uh, fix that before you left. I keep opening. Um, <laughs> the third one is a tiny little box that has uh, a plush cushion inside upon which sits a silver ring. What? A ring? Yeah, man. It's um, it's a ring of protection. Whoa. Protection from what? Harm. <laughs> <laughs> Grants you a plus one to your AC. Whoa! This is... Uh, this is amazing! Wow! Okay, you don't have to ver- verbally react to each one, Mateo. You can just open them. Jesus. I open the next one. The next one has a silver hand mirror in it. And Felix says, listen, listen, you actually can't take this one with you, but I wanted to show you. So this is um, one of a pair of mirrors that Selway and Ulicon created so that they could keep in touch when they were traveling the thicket. And I don't know exactly where the second one is, but Selway always told me that it was somewhere in Ulicon's manor. And if that's where you're gonna be headed down the road, then when you find it, you'll know that I have this one and then you can always talk to me whenever you want. Ooh, that's a that's a mixed bag of feelings there. Um, I just smile warmly, I guess. He takes the- Cause that's takes, like another promise not unlike his initial promise, so sure, you know. he maybe senses a bit of your um, reserve, and he and he takes away um, the mirror and says, "So I don't know. Let me know if you if you find it or not." Um, and there's one more present. This one I did actually make myself by hand, so um, it's pretty special. Well, go ahead, open it. I open it. Is it? I actually no. I want to do. Don't that. don't don't shake it. Don't oh. shake it. Oh okay. Don't. You're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> I want to guess what it is. Well, it's something you shouldn't shake. Okay. That's your first clue. Okay, what's, I need another clue. Need another it's hint. a puppy. It's a puppy? No. What's my second clue? Where would I get a puppy from? Uh, I made it. What's my third clue? Just open it. Okay, and I open it. Inside the last box is a birthday cake. It is- it's mangled now. <laughs> it's kind of squashed. It was already pretty crudely made. Uh, fancy chef Felix is not. Um, it has like a- rough buttercream kind of crudely slapped across all the sides of it and on the top he's put little like Godorni leaves to spell out happy birthday Mateo this looks like the best cake ever yeah I mean I know it's a little early in the morning for birthday cake but why not have a slice but it's not my birthday yeah but I didn't get you a cake on your last one so you're kind of overdue yeah you're right need the cake Yes, but the way you said that, <laughs> like, brother kills me with poison. No, I just cake. have to confirm all your actions. <laughs> yes, for legal purposes. I eat the cake. Um, it's not great. He obviously doesn't have access to like fresh eggs and milk because he lives in a fucking stone house in the middle of the woods. So it's like made of like it's when people like it's like cacao nibs. It's like root vegetable based. He tried. It's plant based. Uh, I don't know. I I I enjoy it nonetheless. All right. Do the rest of you guys want cake, too? It's good. Yes, please. He hands out slices of his weird root vegetable birthday cake to all of you. And he says, okay, um, who wants to go next? Juniper? Sure. Okay, so I saw that you were fighting a bear. Yeah, that did happen. 
and you were hanging out with Master Hemlock. So I'm guessing you are a druid? Sure, yeah. I'll, sure. Okay, nice, nice. Um, so Selway had a couple of cool stuff uh, kicking around in the basement. He hands you three boxes. All right. I open them. The first box has a long, polished oak staff. Cool. And a little notebook to keep track of any uh, interesting plants you come across in your travels. Love plants. He says, um, I know it's not like all super fancy and mushroomy like Master Hemlock, so it's a good, like, you know, starting staff, right? Yeah, thank you. Totally. The second box has a metal badge in it, like a sheriff's badge kind of thing. And it is embossed with the image of Yulikon's candle sitting in the tower. And he says, so this was the um, the Chandler's badge that Keon sent me to get from Selway. Um, I know, I mean, I guess neither of us really finished our training, but if you're heading back to Tower Hill and you're going to be part of the team that, that fixes this whole mess, I thought maybe you should have it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see what Keon says about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll <laughs> really take the piss out of him when you show him this. And the third box has a scroll in it. All right. And Felix says, this is a scroll of Moonbeam. Scroll of Moonbeam. Yeah. I can't use it because it's a druid spell. I don't really have access to those, you know, um, copyright law. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Like, use it up, I guess. Thank you. Anisha, you want to go? Sure. Okay. He pushes two boxes in front of you. Um, They're both kind of small. Open the one on the right. The one on the right has a little incense holder and a stick of incense in it. And he says, Selway used to use this to um, calm me down when I was upset when I first got here about, you know, missing Tower Hill and everything. I don't know if it's precisely magical, but it smells really nice. And maybe you could put it in the tower and make the tower smell nice. (laughs) Sure, I'll give it a try. And the second box has a small potion in it. Inside the glass vial, you can see what looks like a fingernail floating in a, in a murky green liquid. That's disgusting. Yeah, Anisha makes a face. Yeah, I know, but uh, it's really cool. It's a potion of uh, hill giant strength. So if you ever just need to like muscle it out, drink this and then spit out the fingernail because you really shouldn't swallow that. <laughs> you, can yeah. you just fish it out now? Well, it has to soak, uh, it's magic. I don't know. Magic is weird. Yeah, but it can be really useful. Captain, I um, I found this, if you're interested, and he gives you one box. Um, I'll, I'll grumble and open it, and I'm mumbling about how I'm probably not going to accept this. Inside the box is a pair of ordinary-looking daggers. Um, each of them has a different rune inscribed on the hilt, but they're not uh, in any language that you recognize. Oh, good. I already have daggers, but thanks. Yeah. I just thought, I don't know. What language is it? You don't know. Felix <laughs> says, so that that's sort of Felix's big Mateo birthday party surprise fest. Oh, oh, one more thing. So where are you guys going to head out to now? I think we're going to go back home. Yeah. Okay. I know you were kind of figuring out transport. I did some research last night. I can't exactly work on any kind of teleportation or anything like that. That's sort of beyond my grasp. Um, you're sure you're going to head straight back to Tower Hill? Is there anywhere anyone else wants to go? I just thought, I mean, you asked me to sort of check on that lady, right? The one who knocked out the candle. And Anisha, you said that she was responsible for wrecking all of Harsher. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to know where she is now, but it kind of sounds like none of you know what 
she is or how she was able to take down a village the size of Hartshire kind of seems to me like it wouldn't hurt to get a little bit more intel. She scares me. How's intel going to help us? All we need to do is go there and cut her down. I mean, it's it's your choice. It's up to you. But that's just a thought I had. I see what you're saying. I just don't know. If she's hanging out near Tower Hill, how much time we have. I, I don't know who we would talk to. I mean, it would just be us going to Hartshire to see what the wreckage looks like. What's still there? Anisha, what do you think we should do? Oh, gosh. Um, she had a wand, okay? I don't know what it does. I don't know what she can do. If she can take down a whole village, if she can explode a whole candle that no one except Yulikon knows how to put back together, then, like, you know, I... Mm. Hey, then just pick a direction and let's go. That sounds illogical. Officer Spock, what do you mean by this? <laughs> um, do we ever ask where Nob was? Nod? Nod? No, you checked on Valix. Do you want to see where Nod is? Kinda. I can check for you, but obviously not until tonight. Not until nighttime. It's the moon pool, not the whenever pool. I guess I'm on team. Don't go in blind. I've like completed my quest, so I'm trying to think of what we want to do next. <laughs> Mateo's like, because I, I mean, like, social like, link one hundred percent. Well, I mean, like, what the fuck did Tower Hill give me? <laughs> Mateo's gonna stay you know, here. Whatever amount of years. Oh, okay. Fuck you too, I guess, and stay here. Which one is more heroic? I'm probably on team going guns blazing. Okay, listen, Valix terrifies me, but if this journey has taught me anything, it's that. Knowing more is always better. So we should take this opportunity to learn while we can. And you all were right. We might not have that much time if Valix has bigger plans for Tower Hill. So the faster we, we can learn what she is, what she can do, then the faster we'll know what to do, right? That tracks. All right, all of it kind of starts stomping back towards Willow Run. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> she really just kind of goes, doesn't she? She's having difficult emotions. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but, Felix, thank you so much for uh, your hospitality. It's my pleasure. It's really nice to have guests, even if... Um... No, it's just nice to have guests. Bar's pretty low. <laughs> Here. He hands you a uh, little stuffed plush horse. And he says, um, so once you have like a wagon or whatever you're going to take, just um, say giddy up into this thing's ear and then make sure it's hitched on real quick. Okay, is this, is, is this going to become a horse? It is a horse. What? What kind it's, of question is that? It's squishy. It's a toy. Magic is weird. You better catch up to all of it. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Are you going to... Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, okay. Quick little, you know... Whisper sweet nothings into my ear. I, uh, brother. Um. Oh. <laughs> okay, sweet fraternal nothing. <laughs> um, uh, hey, brother, you know, thanks for all the nice gifts and the, and the cake. I appreciated that. And uh, glad to know you're alive. Uh trying to find another piece of the mirror and I love you. 
I love you too, Mateo. Before you make it back to Tower Hill, um, I'll be keeping an eye on you. As long as I can. Okay. About an hour of walking through the thicket later, you emerge from the tree line into the field behind Master Hemlock's house in Willow Run. It's still a cloudy, chilly day. There don't seem to be a lot of people outside. What's the next move? Let's go take a caravan. We, we should probably ask someone if they would like to lend us a wagon. <laughs> I mean, maybe Master Hemlock might be so kind as to help us out. No harm in asking. Also, I did make it back. <laughs> Do you want to talk to Master Hemlock? Uh, yeah. I'm, I head over to his house and I knock on his door. Great. You knock on Master Hemlock's door and the door opens and Elsie Spratt answers. Hey. She says, uh, um, hi, Juniper. Is what are you doing back here? Um, we made it back. Uh, we're gonna head to Hartshire. I was wondering. Um. We just need a way of transporting, and you, you're who I know. Um, th- that's fair. I mean, you know me. I, I walk everywhere. That's how you found me in the thicket. Yeah. Um, I don't really have uh, any kind of coach or buggy or mule. Does Can I talk to Master Hemlock? Also, are you okay? What happened? What do you mean, what happened? I, you got in some trouble. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, you you shouldn't be. It's not your fault. Kind of Mateo's a little bit, uh, but not yours. I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue my training with Master Hemlock. We're That's what we're talking about now. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. That's, that's horrible. You work so hard. Yeah, but Master Hemlock says, and... I think rightfully so, that uh, being a druid's more about just how well you can study. It's about how you apply it. Well, I hope you can work things out. If you want, I don't know know how much my word is, but I don't think that's fair to you. Thank you, Juniper. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I'll I'll fetch him. You just, yeah. And she turns and sadly kind of shuffles back into the house. And after a minute, Master Hemlock strolls up and says, um, I didn't think you'd be back so soon, or honestly, at all. Well, just because I can't take a bear doesn't mean I can't take the thicket. So what happened in there? Um... Wait, wait, wait. He reaches forward and places his hand on your shoulder, and then he pinches you really hard. Says, yeah, okay, you're real. Good. Just can't be too careful sometimes. Yeah, I'm a person. Um... (laughs) The siren is telling us the truth, and that was Felix. I mean, are you sure that is a pretty far-fetched kind of claim to make? It sure is, but it's pretty, pretty set in stone. Have the rest of you come to the doorstep as well? I guess. I'm not sure. Well, how do you have it? I didn't think so. Okay. Yeah, anybody could have come with me if you want to be with me all of that, because you also probably are the most anxious to go. Sure, yes. Yeah. He, I think they both suck, so. That's fair. He looks over at you all of it and he says, um, is, she, is she feeling well? She's been through a lot the past day. I'm Her? fine. Yeah. She's fine. She fucking killed a bear. 
I mean, not really. Shut up. And you believe she's telling the truth that um, a young boy is somehow controlling a army of ghosts that plague the thicket at night? Yeah. Hey, look. I was there. That's what happened. Okay. Well, I guess ask a question, get an answer. What can I do for you today? Um, I told Elsie, um, we're, we're gonna try and get to Hartshire. We do have a, we do have a horse, but we need something to hitch onto that horse. I don't have a wagon. I don't really travel. I sort of have my whole be the cool druid guy job pretty locked down. Um, didn't you come in on a wagon? Yeah, it's, we, we lost that. Oh, bummer. I wouldn't say people really move bulk goods around the thicket except for in a merchant caravan. Um, not that there's no wagons, but you want to seat the four of you comfortably for at least a day's travel to Hartshire and then presumably on to somewhere else, so... Um, try unlosing it? Great. I agree. All right, so Thanks we're going to go go find Barth. Um, thank you for everything, Master Hemlock. You're, you're very welcome. I hope you learned something from all of this. I think so. I know more than nothing. That's all I can really ask for. All right. And carry on. Go to find Barth. You head away from Master Hemlock's house and he stands in the doorway scratching his head like, okay. <laughs> so that's a neutral conclusion to that. Barth and Ogman and Granny are hanging out in their wagons, uh, the two that are left, outside the Green Goose Inn, where they were staying, and continue to stay, and will always stay, forever. God damn it. I thought we would just be able to take this. Stop stealing stuff. You're the master of the... Who are you, Mateo? Hey, this is my first time stealing something. I'm having an identity crisis. I thought well, you were going to flash your badge or something. Well, yeah. I don't know, then you got the authority. How much money does everyone have? I have, like... I think six gold pieces left. Are you stealing this or absolutely not stealing this? We're forcing a trade. I mean, that's just giving someone money. While you rob them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't agree to it. Softening the blow. Well, all of it. Makes sense to all of it. Everyone give me five gold pieces. Oh, I don't have any gold pieces. You're lying. No. <laughs> For the podcast, Jordan's face was like a... I don't even know how to... Contorted. <laughs> Contorted with dishonesty. Good thing it's a role-playing game. What are you going to do about it, huh? How are you going to know without a lying? You know what, fine. You want to go back to Felix and not help? Go run it. Run I, on home. I never said I wasn't coming. I just don't have any money. Yes, you do. Pony up or don't come. But I want to come. <laughs> I want to come. <laughs> While he's crying, and I take five there's no way that Mike picked that up. While he's crying, I take five gold coins out of his pocket. You would need to make a sleight of hand check contested by uh, Mateo's perception. Is it sleight of hand if I'm not trying to hide it? Okay, I'm gonna, she's walking up to me and sticking her hand in my pocket. Yeah, I'm not trying to hide it. I'm trying to physically take something from you. Okay, then you can make uh, a strength check contested by Mateo's dexterity. How come this is like the highest PVP like <laughs> pairing? Everyone's playing Dungeons and Dragons and you two are playing fucking like Mortal Kombat. Also, I just want to back up. I mean, Mateo's definitely a money in his boot kind of kind of kid. Okay. For the sake of continuing this, I need money from you, so. I, I don't have any money. You actually <laughs> not? 
I have 14 gold pieces. You have more money than anyone. <laughs> yes, I do. Judge him if he wants to share money with you. But or that's not. how you keep having more money. Are you serious? Yeah, that's, I read that on Wealth Simple. I'm sorry. I, I, I got you know, I gotta play the role here. You can try to attack him and take some of his money. Like flip me upside down. <laughs> like you could shake and shake. see what jangles out if you're. It's fine. Really it's gonna fine. Do that. Can I take five gold pieces from either of you? I have one gold piece left. Here okay, you go. Sure. I don't think Anisha has any money. Anisha sort of exists beyond money. Okay. Yeah. I don't think this plan works unless you give us money. Well, here, here, no, I got it. <laughs> oh, uh, I have a crowbar and thieves' tools. That's one way to get a wagon. Yeah, that's one way to get a wagon. Why don't we just take the wagon? Why don't you like create a plan together <laughs> instead of all of that being like, "Give me all your money, I've got this." <laughs> all of it. I th- don't we have? Don't we have the authority to take this? What if we ask nicely? Yeah, and you're all just saying like 50 feet out, like down the road, being like, "Kill them! Don't kill them! Attack them! I don't know." And the three of them are just like playing poker or whatever. <laughs> Captain, why don't we just take this? I feel like it's well within our right. Can I just go and ask I'll, them? I'm gonna give Juniper the golden mayoral seal. Ooh, what is the seal gonna do? Like, you have the mayor's rights around this town. It's okay, I start strolling up to where they are. All right, I'm close behind. Barth picks her head up when the two of you approach the uh, caravan. She says, um, hey, hey folks, um, good morning to you. Hey Barth, how's it going, how's business? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's been better. So here's the thing. We have a few more, we have kind of a better inkling of what's going on with Tower Hill and the candle. And, you know, I'm sure you want the candle back as much as we do. Uh-huh. But we need some kind of transportation. We don't need horses. We just need maybe a wagon. And we're wondering what, if there's anything we can do for you to maybe exchange for a wagon. Barth kind of uh, clenches her jaw and she says, I was pretty clear to Olivet yesterday uh, about that situation there, so you can ask her. Or we have how much money do I have? Ten gold pieces. I didn't give you any money. Why you did you only? Well, <laughs> you guys. You both just started walking away from me, so you have one gold piece. Mateo has fourteen. This is smashing. Um, <laughs> so what are you saying to Barth? Um, that we have money. We can. I don't know. If there's any. Anything we can do for you or do that you need transported or anything. We just, we need to save our town. We need to save the candle and we don't know where else to turn. Barth seems uh, disinterested. Ogman is clearly sympathetic. Um, he kind of smiles and says, well, mm, isn't there anything we can do? And Barth is like, no, we've been over this. There's nothing we can do. You know, you have about two coppers to your name, Ogman. And the rest is, you're riding in it. That's all you have in this world. So you better hang on to it. Barth looks back at you, Juniper, and she says, so while I appreciate the sentiment and I also um, love saving villages, that was that's the second thing I was gonna do today. But the first thing I'm gonna do is keep my wagon. Your livelihood depends on your ability to travel, doesn't it? Surely does, if- which is why I need my wagon. But would it not also be also going to say that you need a safe route to travel with light and um, paths? And right now, without the candle, you're stuck here. Are you trying to get me to pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. If 
we go get deal with this we'll bring you back your wagon intact uh when all this is done and you'll have a safer route to travel you'll be able to travel at all which right now you you said you can't really i think it's for it's better for you if we can deal with this if we can do this okay make a persuasion check contested by barth's insight i mean i'm being honest it's just yeah you're persuading her of something yeah. that is that you believe i don't know how honest you're being about we'll get your wagon back intact Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. What was it? I rolled a five. I have a plus three, so I was pretty confident. Um, eight. Barth got uh, a six. Hey, that's less than eight. That is less than the number eight. She scowls and she says, tell me the truth, Juniper. I'm never going to see this wagon again, am I? We are going to try our best to get it back to you. Yeah. Give me that stupid badge. I give you the stupid badge. She bites down on it. And she's like, this is real gold. Yeah, okay. Ogman, start clearing out the first wagon. You're getting the shittier wagon. I love a shitty wagon. Well, you're in luck. And um, Granny is like, no, we can't. Oh, come on. We can't. Uh, it always happens. And um, Ogman and Barth start clearing out one of the wagons. And uh, once it's empty, after a few minutes, they say, um, yeah. Here you go. Thank you very much. You you won't regret it. I already do. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll eventually unregret it. Don't know if that's the case. I finger guns her and... That hasn't been invented yet, so she's like, Witch! Witch! And the town burns you at the stake. <laughs> Shit. Okay, bye. Bye. You are... <laughs> so you, what, like, wave to the other two and say, like, check yeah. it out? Why wave all of it in Anisha over? I'm super surprised. Same. But impressed. Thank you. And, like, hop on the wagon. All right, let's saddle up this toy horse thing. Is anybody good with horses? Felix said it was going to go, like, fast. Candle animals. True. And I can also talk to him. So you should probably do this. I also, um, Olivet and I are the ones who have driven. True. Oh, right. You got wagon riding lessons. Foreshadowing, intentional, deliberate. Do not test me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So are we all in the caravan now? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah. Anisha? Well, we can't all be in the wagon if we're going to attach a horse all right. to the wagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in front. I'll go in front. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Everybody ready? Yeah. I don't know if this thing's going to run away. Giddy up. The toy horse explodes out of your hands with a searing flash of light. And the second you kind of clip it in and sit up at the front of the wagon, the horse bolts. And it is faster than any earth or fantasy earth horse that you've ever experienced. This horse is going 100 feet every six seconds. (laughs) Barth's mouth flies open so wide that her pipe falls out onto the ground and spills everywhere. As the four of you charge down the main thoroughfare of Willow Run, you're only just barely able to veer away from the path leading up north and instead head to the road and the gate leading out east. The two guards, the redheaded mayor's niece and her partner, uh, yell as they try to uh, turn the giant crank and open the wooden palisade as quickly as they can. The wagon scrapes a little bit against the edges of both the gates as this horse, blind with the uh, the triumph of being able to run, charges through down the road 
and directly to Hartshire. Thanks for listening to Many Realms. This episode is inspired, of course, by the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, I love racing my wagon in the middle of the night through the long forest with my horse gallops by my side. Uh, if you also want to race me in the midnight forest, you need to tweet, like, share, comment, fave. Oh, reviews on iTunes I hear are really good. If you could review my podcast on iTunes, I will race you. And if you win, you have to get someone else reviewed on iTunes. Them's the breaks.